TFA fam, what is up? What is happening? We are one day closer to the NFL Combine, which, you know, get to watch people run around in shorts, talk about hand size and, uh, you know, 40s and three-cone drill and everything else from under the sun. So we're looking forward to that. But before we do, we decided to kind of set the market a little bit for ourselves and do a Superflex rookie mock for you people that are getting ready for those and gearing up for that. Just kind of see where we stand pre-combine. So, as always, join with Cody. And then we, we got Christian. Oh, no. I'm sorry. No. He's, he's asleep somewhere. So I, I don't know where he's at. <laughs> he was supposed to be here. We went to the bullpen, and we got Matt Giraldi in the house. I think let's just jump right into this thing, shall we? Let's do it. Giraldi, why don't you just start us off? The 101 of the Superflex Ooh. rookie mock. Fortunately or unfortunately, I do not hold the 101 in any of my dynasty leagues this year. But Superflex or not. I don't trust any of the fucking quarterbacks this year. So I I go to the position that, you know, it, it, it holds dynasty value. Give me the wide receiver one. Give me Traylon Burks. It, it, normally I would take quarterback. I'm not doing that this year. Like the, I'm not taking a quarterback one, one. I don't care the landing spot. No. I like that. Cause I mean, conventional wisdom says you should take a quarterback there. Right. But I, I think I think in a draft like this, I think you should be, uh, you know, swinging for the fences here and uh, not just taking a quarterback to settle for a quarterback, in my opinion, which doesn't seem to be the most conventional wisdom because a lot of people think that you should just take a quarterback no matter what. I would have taken Burks at 1-1 as well. This is the year that if you can trade down, do it. I will go with Brees Hall. Continue oh. the run of non-quarterbacks and a super flex. That would have been my one-on-one, actually. If I had the one-on-one, that's who I would have taken as Brees Hall. I think that he is just a step above everybody else in this in this, in this class in terms of the running back position. He is still young on the younger side, only 20 years old, so that is also a positive for him, much like Javante Williams was last year. He's not like Najee coming out at 22. So I just lo- absolutely love Brees Hall. I think he's going to test really well to combine. I think he's the most complete running back in this class and has put up monster you know numbers really uh, every year. All right, well, I will take the first QB off the board. I'm going to take Malik Willis. I, I'm with Giraldi. Like, I'm not sold on any of these guys, but with the athletic ability that Malik Willis has, th- there are questions about his accuracy. Played at Liberty. He did transfer from Auburn, so he did have some higher pedigree. There's no questions about his arm strength, his arm talent, and his athletic ability. We just saw Jalen Hurts be a top 10 fantasy QB averaging under 210 passing yards per game and just 26 total touchdowns. It's all about that rushing floor. And I think uh, Malik Willis obviously provides that. So I'm going to take the first QB here, 103 Malik Willis. You think he goes top 15? That's the crazy thing about the quarterbacks this year, right? Like there's, there's no one that you're, I, I think he does. You know what I mean? I, I think we still get, you know, maybe one or two in the top 10, but I don't think we see teams trading up to, you know, first, second, third overall to take the yeah. quarterback. For sure. For sure. I, I think that it's going to really depend on what happens with free agency and trades, right? Is, does Aaron Rodgers get moved uh, to the Broncos? Does Where does Sean Watson end up? So I think that's going to have a lot to do with what these teams do at the quarterback position and how, how much these guys may move up. I think there's going to be somebody that gets goes in the top 10. It happens every year. Uh, it sounds a lot like it could be Kenny Pickett. That's you know a lot of people are in love with right now, um, yeah. especially on the draft circles. It's uh, it, it's funny that you mentioned Pickett though, because that's actually where I'm going 
give me a rookie that has potential upside to be the best quarterback in in this class. Kev, yeah, yeah, one hundred five. Yeah, on this one, I went back and forth. Um, I think there's two wide receivers that I really like here, and I'm going to go with Mr. Drake London. I was I was really close to going with an, uh, a different wide receiver, but I I just absolutely love uh, Drake London's upside. His ceiling, I think, is massive, and I think he's going to be a guy. I don't really – I'm not all that concerned with where he lands with. Big body guy, you know, obviously. You know, the next Mike Evans, you know, as the kids say uh, out there on the Twitter's verse. I, I think he's pretty I – th- I think he's kind of a, a, a pretty close to a can't-miss prospect. The things that he was able to do at USC – I mean, it's his insane year this past year in only eight games. I mean, we've already talked about that. Just absolutely ridiculous. Incredible breakout age. Strong college dominator. Um, really strong target share in that offense. And so, I mean, he was – Great in terms of the advanced metrics with 3.52 yards per route run. All right. I'm really torn between two guys here. One running back, one wide receiver. They're both super close for me. Uh, Who knew I'd be having this much trouble in a meaningless mock? But you know what? I'm going to – give me me Garrett Wilson. I'm going to go Garrett Wilson here. Uh, really, Really like him. Great route runner. Good athlete. You know, I really like the fact that he was used everywhere in that Ohio State offense. Inside, outside, he was used in sweeps and motions and everything like that to middle of the field, down the field. I really think the the route running obviously translates to the next level. That's something we don't have to worry about with him. And because of his versatility at Ohio State, um, I, I really like that. Maybe probably doesn't have the, the ceiling that somebody like Burks or maybe London or Another wide receiver I'm sure we're going to get to here in a little bit, but I think he's really safe, and I think he's going to be one of those like high floor, and on, on so, some weeks here and there, we'll have that pop-off you know, game, game or two as well. So give me, uh, give me Garrett Wilson. Yeah, he's, he's a guy that honestly, like depending on landing spot, I think he's one of the biggest variables in, in this rookie draft. Like, because if he lands in a productive or good spot, like I, I don't think he's better talent-wise than Burks, but I don't think that the difference between the two is is enough to challenge a solid landing spot. Like it's definitely one of those ones, and and I think this is where the one seven pick is going to have a night. Like this is the area that I want to be in in this this year's yeah. rookie draft. I, I'm pretty sure I know who you were debating for the running back spot. Yeah. I'm going to take right here in, in Isaiah Spiller. It's just, it's a nice spot to be in this year that I don't think that there's that much difference between any of these guys. I don't think Spiller's going to last a 1-7 in, in most super flexes, but there's yeah. a fucking chance he does. So I'm going to get... Um... Somebody who is probably going to fall because he's not going to be able to run the combine, and he's probably going to fall a little bit in the NFL draft because it's towards ACL in the national championship game. And we can go ahead and pencil in Jamison Williams. If you look at his numbers, they are very, very similar to Justin Jefferson's numbers coming out. Kind of similar prospects as well. And I, I you know, I've kind of said it, and I'm just going to keep speaking it into existence that I hope the Kansas City Chiefs take him at 30. Um, I've seen a lot of mocks with him going there at that spot. I would absolutely be in love. 
because I think that he is going to be an absolute baller at the next level. I think it, had he not torn his ACL, I think he would be a lock for a lot of people at number two. But I don't. I'm not that concerned. I think he does need to go to a team that's going to not try to rush him along. Um, I think a team, especially in the back half of the first round, or maybe they can mil- milk him along a little bit, not put too much on him. He doesn't really need to do a whole lot year one anyway, for if, especially if he goes to a contending team. But I think he can be a steal for a team like that because I think if had he not tore his ACL, we're probably talking about a guy that goes in the top 15. It's really close for me between him and Drake London as my second quarterback or second wide receiver in this, uh, you know, in this upcoming NFL draft. You think he makes it that far, though? I don't know. It just really depends. I, I think the the ACL thing could scare some teams off. You know, not being able to see anything from him, uh, you know, through combine and stuff. Not that that's the end of the world. We've seen other players not do anything and, and, and still be fine. But I do think that the ACL thing is going to drop him a little bit um, and drop him past some of these other guys that are going to get more uh, buzz. We'll, we'll see. I wouldn't be shocked because the, the thing with this draft, man, is it's so all over the place right now. Like I've seen Matt Corral as the first quarterback off the board. Uh-huh. I've seen. I've seen Traylon Burks, the first wide receiver. I've seen Traylon Burks, for some people, mock him into the second round. Like, it's ridiculous where, uh, like, everybody is so all over the place with most of these guys. And so I think a lot of different things are gonna, could happen here. You, you just mentioned his name. I'm going to go ahead and take the third quarterback off the board here. Give me Matt Corral. In a, in a super flex, it's really hard to start passing on these guys once you get to this spot. I, mean, we have to, I remember whenever Josh Allen – came out, had the draft capital, you know what I mean? I, and I think even in some super flex leagues, he was going late second, third round in some spots just because of all the hate around him. So some of these guys are going to have, you know, not necessarily Josh Allen-esque ceilings and outcomes, but they're going to be putting up even a, you know, a mid-range QB2 is still going to be averaging 17, 18 points per game. And some of these other guys aren't going to be averaging that throughout, you know, a 16-game, 17-game fantasy season. So with Corral, I mean, a a good arm, back-to-back 3,300-yard passing seasons, had 500 and 600 rushing yards the past two years. So he does have a little bit of that rushing ability as well. But at this point, like I said, in in a super flex, I can't pass on him. So give me Corral. So this one almost seems like a homer pick. I think that this guy has, like – only like poor opposite ends of the spectrum available. Like he's either going to be boom or he's going to be fucking JJ or Sega white side. But I I'm taking George Pickens. He's a, he's a guy though with the size, the age, everything like points. Like if he stays healthy, I don't think he's going this high in rookie drafts either. And like I, I'm making this as like a presumption of where he's getting drafted in June and July. If he goes to again, like we talk about landing spot, which shouldn't matter. Like when we're talking with receivers, landing spot shouldn't matter. Listen, you don't have to sell him to me. I love George Pickens. I got him. I have him ranked as my number five wide receiver in this rookie class, and. I love him. I think that he, this dude, I, we talked about it on the wide receiver show. I don't know if you listen to it or not, but if he, he just plays with so much damn confidence. Like, yes. kind of like, what I, like I said about him, like he knows his dick is bigger than everybody else's, okay? Like he just oozes confidence, okay? And so like it shows up when he, how, how he plays and he's aggressive and he's, he has kind of some of that five ball mentality. Like, he's going to go get that ball. Like that's his ball. He is a little bit raw, but he's still a younger pr- prospect coming out. And so, yes, he did miss some time with injury, so we don't have a, a large uh, you know track record for him of production and stuff like that. But I think that he made the right decision by coming out. Yes. Um, 
And uh, I, 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 I just think that uh, he has so much upside. But I agree. There is that level of of he could go the opposite direction. And, you know, he does have some immaturity issues. You know, he got in trouble for spraying the Tennessee player with water or whatever. People made a big deal about that. Like, I could care less about that stuff. But Yeah, that, um, that, that stuff, he's a kid. Yeah. I mean, people, we forget that we all do dumb shit whenever we're that age. So I still do um, dumb shit, and I'm 38, so. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, I love that pick. You're probably right. It's probably a little bit higher. He's probably going to be a guy that goes in the second round of rookie drafts. But my next guy, I'm going to go make a switch. Uh, I'm going to go back to the running back well. I'm going to go with uh, University of Missouri running back. No, I'm oh, not doing my that. God. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm going with Kenny Walker, Michigan State. Again, I think there's some – Issues with him, possibly. We've talked about his ability to be a pass catcher. He had what eighteen career catches in his in his college career, and so you know that is that is certainly an issue for me, especially in you know for most of us that play PPR formats. But we've also seen running backs that just played in programs where they just did not want to use their running back, uh, you know, as a pass catcher. And though I would say, well, but really, two programs that didn't want to use him as a pass catcher, but still. We've seen other running backs be able to progress and at least be functional pass catchers, and that if he can do that, then I think Kenny Walker could have a really uh, bright future in the NFL because his advanced metrics were fantastic. He was first in yards after contact, sixth in yards after contact per attempt, which is really impressive considering how many touches he had as a um, you know last year. And then you have 89 missed tackles fours, which was first among all running backs and 16th and carries a 15-plus yard. So really love uh, Kenny Walker. I think there's some high upside there, at least as a runner. Um, we'll see what he can do as a pass catcher. You know, he very well could be kind of Leonard Fournette-ish. That's kind of the knock against Leonard Fournette whenever he was coming out. Obviously not the same size. I am interested to see where he comes in because I was surprised that he's only listed at 206. He looks bigger than that. He plays bigger than plays that. Bigger. Yep. And, and so we'll see, you know, where he comes in at the combine. He's another guy that I'm really excited to see, but – Great year, 1,600 rushing yards, 19 total touchdowns, but again, only 13 catches for 89 yards. So, I guess I want to be the one that just continues to take the quarterbacks that keep falling, and I'm going to take Sam Howe here. I know it's the the cool thing to hate on him now because he's you know smaller. I guess his mechanics suck and all that, and you know accuracy can be a little bit of a question, but. Again, same thing like I talked about with Matt Corral. If he can be a mid-range QB2, like you're still looking at, you know, averaging 17 fantasy points per game. And he has produced since he stepped on the field as a true freshman at UNC. And, like, let's not act like this is a, a Bama or a Georgia or, you know, Ohio State kind of situation where he's just littered with five-star talent. Last year after losing De'Ami Brown and – my God, who was the other wide receiver that they had that Chicago? Yes, Daz Newsome. You know, he still put up relatively similar numbers. I think came out, you know, kind of stumbled a little bit out of the gates this year. But again, if he can be, if he's not going to be the kind of quarterback that elevates the players around him, right? But you put him in a system where you know there are there are already some established guys around him then he's going to be just fine he can distribute the ball he does have a good deep ball as well he's not a a running quarterback per se but he does have that ability to escape the pocket he he is mobile just not a running quarterback in the way that some of these other guys are but I'll close out the first round with Sam Howell yeah i mean i, I don't i don't mind that i think he's going to be somebody that's going to be interesting to see uh where he ends up you know, does he is he a first round guy? If he falls past that, um, 
you know, we'll see. Kev, actually, sorry. Go ahead and take the, the 201 here, and hopefully Giraldi will get his uh, internets back up. <sighs> I wasn't prepared, okay? But I guess, I guess like the real NFL draft, we're just going to have a huge run. We're all just going to throw in our picks real quick. You know, I think the one that happened to, like, the Vikings years back or whatever it was. I can't remember what team that happened to. And everybody started jumping in front of them because they didn't get their pick in time. Well, if you're not ready, if you're not ready, I'll I will happily go right now. Yeah, go ahead. I was I almost took this player over Sam Howe, but because again, obviously we're doing a super flex draft right now, could not do that. Give me David Bell, man. 94th percentile breakout age, 69th percentile college dominator. You know, obviously share the field with Rondell Moore, who also smashed at Purdue. He got injured his sophomore year, came back as a junior and just balled out despite everyone and their mother knowing that he was getting the ball. Just really smooth wide receiver. He's not going to get the hype that some of these other guys are going to get, right? There's nothing extraordinary about his game. He's not, you know, an athletic freak or anything like that, but just a really good football player, really solid all around, has no holes to his game that that I can really see. And if he can find himself on a high passing volume kind of offense with, with a – I think he's best as a wide receiver too. So if he can get on an offense, again, it's going to be throwing the ball a bunch, already has a, an established wide receiver one, that's going to be the best spot for him. So I really love me some David Bell, and I'm happy to take him here at the top of the second. All right. Gerald, he's back. He's back. I he am. got his internet locked back in. So you're, you're up, 202. I, I'm, I'm taking Rashad White from ASU. I feel like at this point in most of our lives that PPR is – is our de facto setting. Dude, th- this dude just has PPR goodness written all over him. You know, I, I'm reaching for upside again at this point already in this draft, which is fucked up to say, because like we shouldn't be saying that when we're talking about the 2-2 in, in rookie drafts. But like, I mean, just all of these guys are just such a muddled mess at this point, right? I mean, like I, I've liked what I've seen at least in, in limited fashion thus far from from any kind of film study of him. All right, well, really tough decision because I, I actually am thinking about is, is this is this a tight end premium? Does it matter? Well, if it was, it would. There's a tight end that I think is going to go in the top forty of the NFL draft. You, you're gonna you're gonna take him or not? You're gonna keep. <laughs> Well, no. See, I, I should I should have said that because now he's going to come off the board. I'm going to get sniped, but I'm going to I'm going to go with Kyron Williams. Uh, I think there's he should not could still be falling at this point. Um, yeah. I know there's a concern with this with his size, height, you know, all that stuff. You know, so we, we got to figure those things out because if he comes in at 190, we're going to have a problem. But I think it's also possible he comes in at 200 plus, which is funny because if he could come in at 198, people are going to have a problem. With it. It becomes, but if he comes in at 203, people are going to be okay. It's fine. It's cool. All right. It's just good. Like the, those couple of pounds matter, but regardless of that, I don't think he's ever going to be a three down back, but I think he's somebody that can, you know, shoulder 55, 60% of the load uh, for an NFL offense, depending on where he lands. Um, he's probably the second best pass catcher in this, in this class, 42 catches this past year, 359 yards, 11% target share was 22nd in yards after the uh, yards after contact, 28th in yards after contact per attempt. So there's a lot to like here, especially in a PPR format with Kyron Williams and landing spot. You know, if he goes to a team where he's going to step right at the very least, be the pass catching back, then I think a PPR format, I think yeah, at least, you know, he has a safe floor built in with, with, with his cast, cat, pass catching upside. Get it together. This is amateur hour. So anyways, that's who I'm going with, Kyron 
Williams. Byron Williams would have been my pick if uh, David Bell had not been there at the at the beginning of the second. I obviously really like Tyron. He's my RB four. So yeah. are you going? Are you, are you going home? Are you going Homer here? I have a couple of notes jotted down, and I do have two quarterbacks ahead of him. But like the more I'm thinking about it, like I just don't know that they get round one draft capital, and if they don't, that's really going to push them down. So I am going to go Homer here. Give me Jahan Dotson out of the Pennsylvania State University. Really good, you know, yak receiver, shifty, solid slot, <laughs> shifty, solid route runner. I think is going to be a really nice weapon from the slot. So give me uh, – I've, I've seen some hate coming from, you know, hashtag analytics Twitter on Jahan Dotson and how, you know, it didn't really break out until he was older and yada, yada. But miss me with that. I think he's still going to be a, a good slot receiver. So in the uh, in the middle of the second here, give me give me Dotson, especially without really knowing the – like I said, the, the quarterback draft capital for two guys I actually have ahead of him on my list, but push coming to shove here. Give me Dotson. I like it. I like, I, I like Jahan Dotson. I, I think that, uh, you know, he could end up being one of these guys that are kind of the steal of the draft um, for a lot of people. So, I mean, it's, he I mean, came from wide receiver U, you know, Penn State. So tight end U, pass catcher U. Anyways, Giraldi. This is, uh, this is one of those situations where I would have lost my shit in a rookie draft based on everything that you just said and and i i was targeting a dude with absolute similar interests but give me wandale robinson if, if you want a guy that i think that draft twitter and fucking dynasty twitter is going to lose their shit over over the next couple of months like th- this is the dude that like there i mean there's already some people alluding to the whole Debo Samuel kind of like possibilities here. Give me someone that like, I'm going to be able to build value off of hype. And like, I think this dude over the next couple months is going to start getting some massive hype. I said on the wide receiver show, he literally looks like he's shot out of a cannon every time he leaves the line of scrimmage. How are we going to feel about, how are you going to feel about now if he comes in he's five foot six? Because I will say, there's been some you know pictures of him floating around, and I'm like, that dude looks tiny. Like, like yeah, I mean, five ten is a fucking lie. Okay, Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the. No. That's one of the. We talked about that on the wide receiver show. I don't know what what colleges get out of out of lying about how big somebody is. Like when it comes, and especially when it's like drastic. I could see if maybe maybe you were a tick off here or there, you know, on height. But when guys listed at like six three and they come in, they're like five ten. Hey, a lot of guys lie about four inches. That is true. That is 100% accurate. I'm going to go back to the running back board, and I'm going to go with Tyler Algier. He is still on the board. That is an easy pick for me. Somebody that I think that has three down upside in him. You know, solid year last year, 1,600 rushing yards last year, 28 catches, 10% target share. Another guy that really popped in the advanced uh, metrics, second in yards after contact. 10th in yards after contact per attempt, 6th in uh, missed tackles forced, and also 12th and carries a 15-plus yard. So, like I said, kind of a freak athlete, former linebacker, turned running back. You can tell with the, his running style. And, and so I absolutely love Tyler Algier. I think that we are higher on him here than most, the consensus. And um, if I could get him here 
uh, this late in a draft I, or at this far in the second round. I'm going to feel great about it. Somebody that I think that's probably going to go in the second round. Um, he is a little bit on the older side. We'll be turning 22 right around when the season starts. But, uh, you know, as far as running backs concerned, we don't give a shit about that because, you know, as, well, as long as they can get through the rookie contract, that's all we care about. So really love Tyler Algier. Where, where's where's this tight end that you were you were talking about eight picks ago? Hey, well, you guys keep letting all the studs fall. This is how it would go in a traditional draft. I would just take everybody. I would win. I would get the greatest team because everybody just lets all the good good all picks right. fall. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead. Back. I'm gonna go ahead and take Desmond Ritter here. Uh, like I said uh, before, the with with the quarterbacks, just in, in a super flex guys with that that rushing upside. Who knows? He probably doesn't get that the round one NFL draft capital, right? But looking at a bunch of these guys that are left that I have on my list anyway, sure there are some guys that you know probably have the higher upside. If Desmond Ritter, you know Carson Strong don't go in round one, they're going to fall a little bit further. But we don't have the answer to that yet, so I'm not going to try and you know bake that ahead of a time ahead of time. This pre combine, pre draft, so I'm going to go Desmond Ritter. Some, like I said, some of that rushing ability has a good arm, really showed out in this uh, this final year at Cincy. That's really all you can ask for at this point of a, a super flex draft at this point of the year as well. So I'll, I'll take Ritter. I don't love it, but I also don't see him necessarily going here as well. But not a fortune teller. That's what it's going to be. Gross. Anyways, Geraldi, who are you going with? Trey McBride is still out there. Oh, son of a! <laughs> I I mean I I know that was my tight end. I thought I could wait. I felt confident. You know that's what I get. Well, I got you're the one asking whether myself. this is a tight end premium or not. I figured that you would have been on board with him from the jump. But I mean I I don't think he'll last this long. Just regardless, I think my my question is like how enthusiastic are we about his production? year one year two you know like i mean he he seems like the kind of guy that we're gonna have to still wait on a little bit i think i think for him i think that well tight ends i don't really care as much um he's 6'4 260 feels like very much a move tight end kind of reminds you a little bit of dallas goddard when you watch him absolutely crushed the senior bowl um a lot of people performed well yeah, a lot of people had him as the absolute standout, the best player at the Senior Bowl. So I think that he is somebody that, you know, a great downfield, I think, uh, pass catcher. So I, he's the guy I was talking about. A lot of people said that he is a lock to go in the top 40 picks. And so he's got to get the draft capital. And so I, I like Trey McBride quite a bit. And so he's somebody that, yes, you know, last year, 1,100 yards, only one touchdown, was never a big touchdown guy. I don't really care about that. Um, but years past the year before that, only 330 yards, four touchdowns the year before that, 560 and four uh touchdowns the year before that. So last year was kind of his big breakout year 91 catches for 1100 yards, but was not expecting to get sniped. It's what happens, it's what happens, you know. You get too confident in yourself, you show up, you think you're the best, you know, that, that, you, that you have nothing to worry about, and somebody pulls a fastball on you. So perfect, I'm up. So I'm gonna go with. Who else? I mean, everybody knows who I'm going to go with here. I'm going to go with the Missouri running back, the guy who just doesn't get enough love. That is Tyler Beatty, absolute stud running back, who is going to – he's going to get drafted higher than people expect, okay? Like I said, should have won the Doak Walker Award this past year, 1,600 yards, 54 receptions, 330 receiving yards, 18 total touchdowns, is a rocked-up 
199. Runs with abs. I mean, you would think he is six six foot two thirty out there the way he runs. He's gonna run a four four. And I, I think that for him, at the very least, he has pass catching upside, terrific pass catcher out of the backfield. So absolutely love Tyler Beatty. He's somebody that started to really move up for a lot of people, one of the big movers from the senior bowl. And so I love Tyler Beatty. And PPR formats, you know, something that you can get that you can count on as a pass catcher. I think I think you can do that. And so really like Tyler Beatty. Came in at uh, you know, just under two hundred pounds. So Love Tyler Beatty here. This is the time of the draft anyways. You're taking shots on guys anyway, right? All the big-name running backs are off the board. Yeah, wide receiver. There's a few guys left here. One that I guess that we haven't picked yet. I, hope, I assume he's going to go here soon. That's probably going to go in the first round of the NFL draft. But oh, I'm going to go ahead and take that other uh, quarterback that has not been taken yet. I think Carson Strong probably has a better chance of going round one than Desmond Ritter does, but for fantasy purposes, I probably want Ritter ahead of Strong, assuming that you know they have similar draft capital. But Carson Strong does not have that rushing ability that some of these other quarterbacks have, but really good arm. He can make every throw in the field, back-to-back seasons, completing 70% of his passes. Probably, It's going to be really difficult for him to give us QB1 fantasy numbers and QB1 fantasy seasons just because he does not have that rushing ability. But he should be steady. He's going to be safe here, especially toward the, the end of a second in the, in a super flex. Again, assuming he gets, you know, round, back end round one draft capital. I really like Carson Strong here. Giraldi with a 211. Uh, I will take the other receiver that has been neglected in Chris Olave. He shouldn't last this long. No, for sure. Um, it's tough. So, it, like, because, like, we've talked about Chris Olave and, like, I just don't like get excited like about him. Like, you know what I mean? And I, maybe I'm wrong and it, maybe he's much better than what I see. And I, I'm not saying I think he's going to be a bad wide receiver and he definitely probably should have went ahead. I probably should have definitely taken him ahead of like Tyler Beatty, you know, and stuff like that. But Chris Olave, he probably is going to be a first round pick. And so draft capital matters. And, you know, he's going to end up being a guy that, that that's going to go much higher than where he's fallen to right now. But he just didn't excite me. You know, like he never had a year that I think over a thousand yards and production wasn't really great, but he was in a pretty stacked room. But, you know, we've seen in other places that like Ohio State, like in Alabama, where we've seen a wide receiver kind of separate themselves and just ball. I, you know, we'll, we'll see how he does in the combine. There's been a lot of talk that, you know, he's actually, you know, a lot of people have said like at Ohio State that he's the fastest, you know, he was the fastest player in Ohio at Ohio State. So he could blaze the 40. And, you know, somebody that, that that grows on me a little bit. And then I think draft capital is probably going to be there for him. And we're probably just definitely a little bit too low on him. Yeah, he's going to end up being a back-end round one, you know, beginning round two player. By the time the combine and the NFL draft happens, for sure. <sighs> I mean, I got so many different places I could go here, you know. Like, it's the last pick. I can, You know, uh, I, can, I could go a little, get a little crazy, get a little wild. It's close for me because I think there's there's two players here that, that, that I like quite a bit. But I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go wide receiver. And, or, excuse me, I'm going to go running back. I'm going to go with Damian Pierce from Florida. Not Another guy that has been getting a lot of buzz. And it's not either of the names that I, <laughs> I thought you were going with. Oh, I fucked up. I already <laughs> said it. I forgot, I, forgot, I forgot who was on the board that I have higher than him. You know what? I'm changing my pick. I, I have the last pick. I can do that. I own this fucking brand. Roll again. So give me Cincinnati running back, Jerome Ford. That's who I want. You know, I got a little excited. Anyways, 
absolutely love Jerome Ford from Cincinnati. You know, he is somebody that, you know, we've talked about that his, his athleticism, I think, is a little bit underrated. Uh, took him a little while to break out. But transferred to Cincinnati and, and broke out in a big way. 1,300 rushing yards, 21 catches, 220 yards, 20 touchdowns. Um, he was somebody that is super explosive and actually coming out of high school ran a 10 and a half 100 meter dash in high school, which is very fast. And so I think his athleticism is a little bit underrated and I think could uh, go a little bit higher than a lot of people think. And so uh, in terms of the NFL draft has the, has the size, has the uh, requisite size to be a uh, three down workhorse, you know, as a decent pass catcher. And, you know, he is again, another guy that's a little bit older, but again, running backs, I don't really care. So Jerome Ford, that's who I'm locking in. So just to, to, to wrap this up, are there any other names like next, like two or three names you guys have at the, at the top of your list? I'll just throw out some, I, I know we didn't talk about this beforehand. So I'll throw out some names that have not gone yet, who I'd be looking at here at the, at the beginning of the third then you guys can add add on some names here and we'll, we'll close this out. But Sincere McCormick, really like him at running back. He's going to be probably one of my favorite, like late round two, early round three running backs. Christian Watson, John Mechie really seems to be falling for, I I, I don't really understand why he, he's falling. You know, went out, produced again at Alabama. Obviously, uh, Jameson Williams is the, the guy who's getting the hype just because of the, the speed that he has. But I think John Mechie is going to be a really, really good slot receiver at the next level. I don't know if I said Christian Watson yet out of out of North Dakota, North Dakota State, and then Jalen Tolbert would be like my next my next four in line. Not sure if you guys have any other names that you want to throw in here, just kind of like the, the next names up for you. I think I think for me, a running back that I want to see on draft day or draft days is Pierre Strong. Like, to me, he is the dude that, like, I think he's going to land in a good spot and he could see work his rookie season. Like, he has good pass protection skills, and that's what gets you on the field as a rookie running back. And so if he lands in a good spot where he can, you know, have minimal competition or at least, you know, even in a timeshare you could see him be that kind of guy that I, I, I think he he's going to be like one of those dudes that I'm probably going to end up with on 80% of my, my teams in, in rookie drafts this year. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind him. I think some other guys, like I, like I already mentioned, Damian Pierce, big, uh, big riser from the senior bowl. A lot of people talked about him as being one of the best prospects there at the senior bowl. A lot of questions about his production. I think never had over 600 yards rushing in a season. Uh, Sky Moore is another really hot name, uh, you know, coming out of you know, Western Michigan. Really exciting prospects. Again, very small schools. People are going to knock him for that. But I do like Sky Moore quite a bit. and somebody that I think probably goes in the third round, something like that, in the NFL draft. So I like him. Um, you know, one other tight end, I, I, Isaiah Likely, is probably the other guy that, that probably goes in the probably, you know, is probably more of a day two pick. But uh, somebody else that people should keep an eye on as well at tight end. But I think Trey McBride is a clear leader at, at, at tight end, at least for right now. But, yeah, I mean, the rest of the wide receivers, I mean, there's so many other names that you could talk about. But, uh, you yeah. know, you have, like, you know, you already mentioned Jalen Tolbert. He's another guy that's rising pretty quickly. Uh, Justin Ross could be a guy that gets some buzz, you know, from Clemson that never really panned out. Romeo Dobbs from Nevada. Yeah. I mean, there, there's just a lot of names here. Uh, Brian Robinson, we didn't talk about him from Alabama. Uh, he's – 
kind of a polar player where people are kind of polar opposites. Either people love him or hate him. Um, for him, some of it's because of the, you know, the logo on the side of the helmet or the non-logo, I guess, on the side of the helmet. But uh, for, for Brian Robinson, but, you know, he's somebody that I know a lot of people like and think that people are being too low on him. But I, I think that he could end up being, you know, again, you know, I don't think he's somebody that's like going to be some sort of stud at the next level. But uh, I think he has the ability to probably at least be, at the very least, a two-down running back, you know, first, second-down guy, but could develop into a three-down back depending on where he goes. But I don't think he's going to get the draft capital. To, to come from that. But yes, yeah, somebody that you probably look at in the third round of a rookie draft, something like that. But um, those are kind of the guys that I think that uh, other than the guys you guys already mentioned, at least for right now, that we'll see. But of course, after the combine, there's going to be a lot of buzz uh, one way or the other on these guys. And that's when we'll finally start to get some of the real answers. We don't have to be like, well, we'll see where he comes in here. What, what size is he going to be? Is he going to be over 200 pounds? Is he not all this, a lot of these guys. So we'll get those answers out of the way. And all that we'll have left is the draft capital left. So for sure. I enjoy doing this. We, we need to do a lot more of these. I love doing mocks. I think they're a lot of fun. I think maybe next time we'll do a one quarterback mock. And then we'll do another one of these, obviously, with post with uh, posted info combine coming up as well. Uh, yeah. So we'll have a lot more to talk about there. So, uh, Giraldi, uh, appreciate you coming on. Uh, it was For a lot sure. of fun. We'll definitely have to get you back on throughout the offseason. Almost to March, which is where we can actually get some real NFL stuff. We get combine, free agency, all that stuff. So keep it locked in here. We aren't going anywhere. We got a lot more content to come. I hope everybody has a wonderful evening. Bye.